What's up, everyone? It's been a while, but we are back with the Salt, Sugar, and Shade podcast. I'm super excited today because I have probably the best guest ever. It's Christopher Anderson. I'm so happy he's here. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the arts today because um, we're both heavily involved in the arts. And we're gonna talk about small town mentality how it is ruining the art behind the art, the purpose behind the art. Exactly. And Christopher is like super passionate about this and I think what he has to say transcends into many things in general. Start out by talking to Christopher, what? What are you seeing? What are the problems that you're seeing in small towns right now? Yeah, and disclaimer from the very beginning, just so people know, because I don't want to hear it. Don't come to me on social media. Don't, <laughs> right. don't try to blast me. This is not a Eugene thing necessarily. It is a Eugene thing. Absolutely, right. 100%. But I've lived in a lot of small towns. And it's something that is like the baggage that you go from town to town. And everyone experiences the same problem. So mm -hmm. I'm newer here. I don't want anyone to think I'm slamming Eugene or this is like a down on Eugene. This is I'm just seeing the same behavior reciprocated in town after town after town. And so you're the first person who's like, let's talk about it. Let's get it out in the right. open. And people are probably not going to like what they're going to hear necessarily. But if it bothers you, it's probably because you're part of the problem. Truth. Truth. If you are offended by anything that's said, or you take it personally, which you shouldn't take things personally anyway, then you might want to have a little self-reflective moment. Also, I bet you think this song is about you. It's not always about yeah, you. Yeah. True. So. <laughs> truth. So what have you seen here in Eugene um, that is like, that is triggering you, that is reminding you of other places you've been? So sadly, a lot of the different venues and the different opportunities and areas of performance art are becoming affected by competition mm -hmm. and by things like jealousy and uh -huh. things like the bottom line. And the three main places that I see this are in theaters for okay. um, you know performance. I see it in dance studios, the competition. Um, and I see it among performers in town, drag queens. Um, it's just the idea that it all supposed to start out with a love and a passion and mm -hmm. a craft entertaining people and it's turned into being territorial, being exclusive, um, being hurtful on purpose to other people and just completely getting away from what, what it's actually supposed to be about. And we can right. talk about examples for each of those but it's just gotten so far off the beaten path that it's toxic right and it's no longer just about the craft or about working on your art right and I think and I want to see what you think about this because you know when people talk to me about when I talk to the students about being you know at competition because I'm always conflicted about competition I really have a hard time sometimes competing dance right. because it's so personal and subjective and subjective all of this stuff is subjective but I think there's a healthy way to compete. And at the end of the day, I mean, we should be competing with ourselves. You know, yeah, how we were yeah. yesterday, instead of um, comparing ourselves to everybody that's that's around us all the time because it's creating this this loss. Right, right. Well, I think that in as far as this pertains to the dance world, mm -hmm. competition is healthy because how else are you going to give the kids motivation to raise the bar right if you're, they're just at the studio working and doing recitals then it doesn't give them a realistic view of what it takes to be competitive out in the world right so that's where it should be it should be understood that that only pertains to that aspect of it the rest of it is art the part that's unhealthy is the competition that occurs in a town between 
two or three different dance studios or right. different dance companies. Right. There's enough room for in the community for everyone. There's enough art and enough supporters that we all, you know, can take part. We all can be supportive. We should be lifting each other up. Whether you particularly love what someone else is doing or their craft or their style, mm-hmm. um, there's still enough room for everyone in, in this community. It's not, you know, an exclusive community, but it does turn toxic when it turns into... I don't want you participating in that. I don't want you to go see that. I don't want you to take class at this other studio. Um, it just diminishes what it's really all about, and that's sharing the art form. If you're trying to get people not to go to another dance company's performance, then they're missing out on exposure right. to that art. If you're telling your students that they can't go take class from other teachers, then you are literally cutting off their nose to spite their face. I mean, yeah. that is the ultimate. If you care and you're selfless about your students, you need to get them what they can't get anywhere else. You need to allow them to be free and have that exposure. If they're mm-hmm. really going to be competitive as adults in the world, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And that's what I love about you. Same thing, same way I live my life and what we tell our students. Like, I'm not scared of anybody else in this town. Right. No one has what I have. Exactly. That doesn't mean I'm the best, but no one can do what I do because no one has my experience. So if someone else can do something different... I want you to go and experience that. Right. And I'm not threatened by you. Right. There's nothing that another dance studio in this town or another dance teacher can do that if I didn't really want to do it, I could go out and put in the effort and learn that craft and perfect it. And I could be the best ballet teacher in Eugene if I wanted to. But that's not where my strength lies. Right. So I focus on other things. But small town mentality, here it is, kicking in. People are threatened. They're territorial. They don't want anyone to take their little piece of the pie or take credit for their little piece of work or to upstage them or show them up or be better than mm-hmm. and so they choose to become toxic. And I have so much tea on this. So this is the question that this raises for me and I always I bring this up to certain people all the time. If you are an instructor or you're in charge of a group of dancers and you are out there telling those people not to take classes at other places, not to go watch other performances, not to um, immerse yourself in the dance community what are you doing for yourself as a person who is standing in front of a group of dancers supposedly training them to be better and you're telling them not to expose themselves to more dance that means to me that you're not training and you're not getting better and what do you have to offer the people that are standing in front of you exactly, exactly. a waste of fucking time exactly like and if if you are threatened by someone else go to LA Go to conventions. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, get on YouTube and mm-hmm. watch tutorials. Watch what other people are doing in the field and learn. Everyone has the same tools and the same opportunities. It doesn't require money to grow. Right. Go take class somewhere. Yeah. I have teachers in my classes all the time who are like, I want to learn from you so I can do more things like you do. Right. That is humbling yourself. That's mm-hmm. being, that's humility. I literally in this town have had another dance studio teacher ban a student from being in a paid show that I was choreographing because they did not want that student to work with me out of fear. Like, I'm not really that threatening. I'm not, I don't want your student. Right. I want to give them the opportunity and a paid performance opportunity, but for you to outright lie and tell a student they're not allowed to be in a paid performance because then they can't go to a dance competition and compete as an amateur any longer. BS. It's a complete lie. Right. Number one, you're giving a student a fallacy. Mm-hmm. You're hindering their opportunity to grow as a dancer and performer. It's not even going to interfere with your competition team. It's not even going to take away from your schedule. It's the fact that you're scared. Here we go. Small town mentality. Yeah. You don't want anyone to take away from what you do and you're threatened and so you 
come up with these scenarios and the only person you're really hurting is a student and you're making yourself look like an idiot. Right. And um And yeah. that that goes even further, Vanessa, I'll tell you, to where people get so territorial that then they start really showing their true colors uh-huh. and talking bad about other adults in mm-hmm. front of kids. Um being bigots and being hateful people to other people talking down about other dance studios I mean like if you truly love dance and you see someone else working yeah you may think they don't have the training that I have it's not the best studio they're not the most technical kids but that for those kids that means something to them every day yeah to have a safe space to go and to dance and know we are not here to create the next group of people for so you think you can dance but we right. are here to, to enrich them and to provide something and when you go that far and then start judging and turning your nose up now the kids are watching you and they're lear- more than tondus and degages right. they're learning how to look at people and judge them and point out things about them including yeah. the color of their skin or the fact that they're not good enough mm-hmm. or to point out you know things that you shouldn't be pointing out in young people that are dealing with insecurities and that are growing. Yeah. And it is the most toxic and hateful thing that an adult can do to other children is to be a teacher and lead by that kind of example. And it happens here all the time. It we in hear every it. Town. Yeah. Just, just so everyone knows, I'm repeating this again, it yeah. happens in every town. Right. I've worked at dance studios before and I have experience in New York and professional experience and there was one competition choreographer and they would not let me choreograph any competition dances because they had done it that way for 20 years. And they were so afraid of what? That I might choreograph something that would win an award mm-hmm. for their studio? And yeah. I worked there. Right. But they would not let me touch it. I was allowed to clean, but I was not allowed to choreograph because only one person did it. Right. And again, why are you threatened? Mm-hmm. Especially when we're on the same team. I work right. in the same studio. Why would you not give kids opportunities? So this is important because what you just said and you just connected the dots. We have people who are supposed to be leaders in the community that are supposed to be setting the example um, for for their students. And then we have this trickle-down effect where it's going to the kids and it's going to the teachers where nobody else wants to share. Nobody, people are so jealous that it's stopping them from attaining greatness. Just like you just said, like you weren't allowed to choreograph because there was this, it's been done a certain way and the mentality is there and it starts at the top. Like it's, it's from the leadership. Yeah. And it's really petty and it's really immature. And again, the thing is, if there's another dance studio owner in town who wants what you have, mm-hmm. they need to put in the work and do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They don't need to, you don't get something by tearing someone else down because while you're doing all that, running, spinning your wheels, you could be putting forth the effort to building what they're doing. Build, build something just like that. If I wanted to have a dance studio as successful as Escape, mm-hmm. I would just go and do it myself. That's not my talent. And that, it takes that, work. That's not my skill. Oh, I know. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's easy no, by no, any no. means, but I'm saying I have the willpower that if right. it's something I really want to set my mind to, I would. Now, you excel at it. That's your that's your skill. That's your calling. Mm-hmm. It is an, a tremendous talent, um, but I'm not jealous of it. Right. Because if right. I wanted it, I would do you it. You would just do it's it. It's not what I want. My, my skill is coming in and working with the kids and being a part of the team. I need to be one wheel on the car. I don't mm-hmm. need to be driving the car. Right, right. That's just not my, my skill set, but it doesn't make me jealous. I don't look at you with any hard feelings or think I, Vanessa has lied or stepped on or over people to get where she's gotten today. Oh God, I wish I that see, was, yeah. I, no. see, <laughs> I see the hard work. Yeah. And, and so I'm not intimidated by you. Instead, right. I'm proud of you and I lift you up and I celebrate you. And I try to be that way with everyone until you give me a reason to think otherwise. Right. And there are people in small towns that are giving me 
reasons to think otherwise. And right. it just, you lose respect because you have lost sight of the bottom line, like the art. Mm-hmm. You've lost sight of it. You've gotten too caught up in in all of the petty drama and right. your insecurities. And now you're so far off the path that like you're not productive to the kids or to yourself and you're not being a good example. Like you said, you're not right. being a leader in the community any longer because your example is terrible. So. And I think, you know, you said this yesterday. We had a big discussion with our teenagers yesterday about some similar stuff. And I, one thing that I really appreciated that you said was that it's natural. Like these kinds of feelings of like jealousy and like, you know, competitive rage are natural. But I think, you know, what we need to all sit and recognize like between all these communities is like what we're doing is really hard. It's really stressful. It takes so much self-work all the time. Like most of us, even though we have a really awesome life, are so stressed. Like all the time. And then we forget to take care of ourselves. And we realize we don't have time to train or get better ourselves. And then we start to slip. And then we look at other people who maybe are not slipping at the same rate. And then that's kind of where... You know, some of those feelings come in where you're like, oh, this person has this and you just don't work hard because the nature of the business is stressful and it can be, you know, it can like stifle you for a while. And I think, you know, I think that's one thing we need to work on, like as people who are in charge or people who perform independently like drag queens and stuff, like we just need to take more time to do things for our own, Yes, you know, to be better. And that's the big takeaway too, is that, and that's what we try to instill in the kids rather than wasting a day in technique class, it's more important to instill in them a lesson that they're going to carry in their professional lives, in school, in their friendships and relationships, is what, what you just said. Jealousy, insecurity are natural feelings that mm-hmm. every human being deals with. Now, how you respond to it is your choice of whether you're going to be an adult and build yourself up or whether you're going to take the low route. And that, so that's, right. what, that's what we told the kids is like, when you get that feeling of jealousy, step back. Look at what that person's doing to achieve what they're getting. And if they're putting in the work and if they're working on their craft, and then you need to, number one, celebrate them and yeah. be happy for them. Change mm-hmm. your mindset. Don't be angry at them. Be happy for them. And then the second thing is, if you want what they have, go and work. get it. Yeah. Go, figure it out. Use your tools. Watch them. What are they doing to get what they want? What has Vanessa done to build a successful business? What should I look at her as a model for if I want to go and start my own business? Mm -hmm. But standing there and having resentment and bitterness towards someone else doesn't get you anywhere. You're still in the same spot you were, and that person is still pressing along with their business or their drag performance or their dance company or studio. It's just not productive. And and I think that's what scares people about personalities like yours and mine Mm -hmm. is that we're not intimidated. Right. I don't want what you have. Right. I'm proud of you for it. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted what you have, I would just get it. I would go and get it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I'm not going to steal it from you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and make my own. And I'm going right. to do my own version of it. And it's probably going to be better than your version. Right. And Amen. So, because it's unique to you. That's what it should be about. And that's how you beat the small town mentality. That's mm-hmm. how you have a, a. And I'm. It's. I want to say it's because we're traveled. We've lived places. Mm-hmm. We've gone to LA. We've gone to California. Traveled the world. Experienced things. And you've seen the work that all people have to put in to build and achieve success. But in small towns, if people aren't getting out and they're not looking around and looking at the big picture, then that's what it is. Everybody wants to grab their little piece of the pie and they want to protect it and hold it close and, you know murder other people's personalities instead of just learning how to bake a whole damn pie yourself. Okay, so this brings up something that always pisses me off all the time. 
um, about living here in Eugene because I actually, when I lived in Wyoming, I did not see this. And I feel like that town was so small that there was nothing else to do maybe. Right. There is a really intense, like, a- epidemic of mediocrity here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I want all this stuff. Like, I'm entitled. Like, I go, I dance here. I do this. I've done this. But th- then I'm like looking at people and I'm like, you're not a hard worker. And for me, like, I am all about, like, dance is what I do, but, like, I am about, like, this. Like, I'm about creating good people and, like, getting you successful in whatever you want to do. Dance is really great for teaching that. Right. But um, I look around and I'm like, there's all these expectations. Like, kids have all these expectations. Adults have all these expectations. And I'm like, okay, great, but I don't see you doing anything. Right. Like, you're just okay being marginal all the time. I don't see, I go, and I go to all the shows. I go to the shows. I try to take as many classes as I can, um, but like I, ju- I don't see any progress. Yeah. And I'm like, you're just okay sitting here, but then you expect everybody to praise you. Right. Well, this is not going to be a popular opinion. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Nobody cares. Um, that come. That stems from people who don't get out. Yeah. You don't get out, or you don't explore. You don't like use your resources if you're a dance studio owner go to conventions travel go to LA get out you've got to see what's going on where is the pulse so what do you think about that though what do you think about people who don't get out I completely agree with you you can tell who doesn't get out because I've seen performances here Mm -hmm. that are the same thing week after week performance after performance the choreography looks the same the drag performance is the same the theater looks the same it Mm -hmm. all looks stale you have to not be afraid to pump fresh blood into whatever you're doing if you want to grow Mm -hmm. you have especially in the arts you have to be thinking outside the box you have to be open-minded and ready to grow and you have to have your finger on the pulse of what's happening right so if you're gonna teach dance you got to go to conventions you got to interact with other teachers in other towns you can't watch so you think you can dance no. and then just go back and do your same choreography. I mean, no. look how easy it is to get stuck in a rut. Even Abby Lee Dance Company, every dance looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And they travel. Right. But they're not utilizing resources and looking. Um, and that's probably not the best example. But same thing, drag performers. Mm-hmm. Same thing, week after week after week after week. And I mean, God, look at the resources you have. RuPaul's Drag Race is just one of them, and that's the most stereotypical. Right. But thinking outside the box, I mean, it's... Everyone in Eugene who thinks they're doing something unique and different actually looks like everybody else in Eugene who thinks they're doing something right. unique and different. Right. The dance, the choreography looks the same show after show after show. All the drag queens that think they're doing something clever and unique and new all look exactly like each other. Right. It's like the kid in school who wanted to be different and goth, so they went to Hot Topic and they got black fingernail polish. Right. And then 12 other kids wanted to be different at school, so they all went to Hot Topic and got black fingernail polish. And now there's 16 people with black fingernail polish, and none of you are actually different. You're all actually just the same as each other. So what do you is, think that is? You like, have to get out but, of the mall. Okay, Stop so going why? to Hot Topic. You right. Have, you have to be fresh. But look why do you think people things. are not doing that? Because it's not happening. Like to me, like every time, it's laziness. Why why is that happening though? That's what I'm saying. I'll tell you why it's happening. It comes back to the topic of our conversation. You're so damn busy looking at everybody else and comparing yourself that you're not growing any longer. You've stopped growing. You've cut cut yourself off at the quick. You spend more time wondering why this performer gets invited to perform at this event and why I got left out of being invited to perform with this dance company Mm -hmm. and why. You're so 
distracted with your own insecurities that you are not growing. True artists are in their craft. Nothing mm -hmm. can distract you. You have blinders on. You are not worried about what everybody else thinks. Right. And you are looking every resource you can. Go to YouTube, look on television, watch movies, travel, whatever you have to do. There are ways to figure out what's new, what's fresh. Think outside the box and just think whatever your first thought is to choreograph, whatever your first thought is for your theme of your show, whatever your first thought is for your drag performance, scratch that because that's, that's your complacent, lazy, mediocre thought. Mm -hmm. Go to the next level and say, okay, what can I do that I haven't done before? Right. Not what everybody else hasn't done before. Mm -hmm. What can I do that I haven't done before and how can I make it mine and own it? Right. And But that takes work and yeah. that takes effort and that takes not being distracted by petty bullshit that's right. going on. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing is that too many people are in quicksand looking around at everybody else and not focusing on what they're doing. And then there's like, it's just, it's been an interesting ride for me here. Cause I was here, I had another studio. I don't know if you know this. I had another studio here, different part of town. And then I left for a long time, like four or five years, went all around and danced all these places and did, just did other stuff and then came back. Right. Um, and so this is the fifth year here. And um, when I got to this point that you were talking about and I was just like, um, I just wanted to do something different. I didn't want to come back and do the same shows. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do the type of choreography that everybody else wanted me to do. I wanted to do other stuff like contemporary, and you know, right. maybe I don't want to do hip hop all the time. Maybe I right. want to tap more. Like I just, and I was like, I'm just gonna do what's true to what I want to do. And for me, that's like, you know, it's a cultural thing. Like I love having African and dance hall mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I wanted to travel. I was like, if I'm gonna have a group this time. Like, I'm going to make sure the group is good enough to get invited places. Right. So then I got to this point where I was like, okay, I think they're good enough. I submitted. We got an opportunity in L.A. that we got three times. And all of a sudden, nobody wants anything to do with me anymore. Nobody wants to talk to me. I invited every single person that I, I looked at. And I'm like, I admire you. I'd love for you to come. Right. And right. everyone turned me down. Well. For that. And, and where does that go back to? The topic of the original conversation is small town mentality and people who see somebody else doing something that they wish they could do. Uh, but I invited them. Of, I'm like, it, you should instead come. instead of just doing it, it's so much easier to just tear somebody else down. It's right. so much easier to not right. admit that someone else did something. And and that is that is an epidemic in our society. The, the biggest thing that bothers me most of all is that people cannot just be happy for other people. Right. It is almost impossible for almost anyone to see somebody else in your same field or your same craft or your same type of performer get something and for your first thought to be, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Instead of like, she must be sleeping with someone to get that. Right. Or she is terrible and that she all she does she treats people like crap. You know that, don't you? She doesn't right. really work. She's only getting that because she's friends with some like that's everyone's first initial reaction and that is so terrible. You know and, and I told the kids this yesterday yeah. that when something good happens, and I learned this in New York from many years of competing, you have to be friends with the people that you're com literally competing with for a job yeah. next to you. And I made a point to, number one, surround myself with people who are only doing good things and who are working hard and thinking outside the box, like you. So when you achieve something and you're successful, my first thought is, I'm so happy for Vanessa. Thank because you. Because we... we are in the same circle mm -hmm. and I surround myself with people like you so if you're having a success next it must be my turn next right my turn is coming and so that is my I have reprogrammed my brain to not think 
God, Vanessa only got that because she's a girl or because right. she's connected with someone else or she must be like screwing people over to get this. Mm-hmm. My first thought is if she's getting it and we're spending this much time together and we're on the same level, I'm next. My turn's coming next. Because so you I, are who you hang around. You yeah, said that yesterday exa- and it's exactly, true. Exactly. And I'm just not threatened mm-hmm. by it because yeah. anything I've ever wanted, I just go and get for myself. Right. And along with that, the, the unfortunate part as well is that in the insecurity, in people being threatened, they want to make you out to be something that you're not. The yeah. people who are working, mm-hmm. it is a huge responsibility when you're on this level and when you're up, not on a pedestal, but when you're setting your own standard higher, mm-hmm. that people automatically will assume you must be doing something shady, you must be stepping over people, you must be terrible. And so there's this responsibility to also carry yourself in a humble way and with humility and to be grateful and mm-hmm. thankful to the universe and to reach down and pull other people up with you because everyone is waiting for that one moment where they see the crack in the surface right. and they want to say, I told you this whole time. I knew that was what Vanessa was really like. I knew yeah. that she couldn't possibly just be working hard to get these things. Right. And so I'm overly cautious about protecting myself as a brand and protecting you know, being cautious about places where I work and mm-hmm. reputation. Right. Because I know that people are always waiting. There's always someone looking out the corner of their eye waiting for you to make a mistake so it's they true. can say, I told you so. This yeah. wasn't real, what I saw. So there's a tremendous responsibility if you're not going to have a small town mentality. If you're going to think outside the box, if you're going to be bigger than everyone else, you have to cover your butt and you have to be careful what you say. Yes, you, you do. You have to be careful what you do. And mm-hmm. that's another epidemic that we can get into a whole different conversation with is like the blasting people on Facebook uncalled for or Mm -hmm. letting your jealousy or insecurity manifest itself to where you call people out for something that really they're just doing the work and you're not happy. Right. And so if you're going to call someone out and I'm all for it, if that's, if that's the situation, I will completely, you know, address things head on, but be careful because it makes you look petty if you're blasting someone because you're jealous of them right like it's terrible right. and it's immature and and the same thing goes with gossip behind people's back mm-hmm. um i'm going to tell you and this is a trick that everyone listen up you can use this to determine the character of people okay when you meet someone who owns a dance studio when you meet someone who runs a dance company when you meet someone who works in theater mm-hmm. when you meet a drag queen and whatever, and you're having a conversation and you ask them about any other person in their same field, any other colleague, any of their competition, Mm -hmm. watch their first reaction. If their first reaction is to say something like, which I've actually heard, this is a quote. (laughs) I mean, they're a fine dance studio if you wanna like work out of a rented Kiwanis Center or something like that. Oh my Lord. So (laughs) you just put complete value on real estate where kids are learning the experience. That's a whole, yeah. How their lives are being changed. Mm -hmm. I barely know you. And I've asked you without even asking your opinion about something else. The first thing you do in explaining Eugene to me Mm -hmm. is to tell me the downfalls of other people. Then, yeah. You're not talking about how good you are any longer. You're tearing other people down. So I don't, you know, same thing with dance companies. You look around, oh, well, they do the same choreography every single show. Oh, if you go, it's going to look the same. Same people Mm -hmm. on stage, same places, same people have been doing it for years. Right. If the first thing someone has to say is negative, instead of saying, we have a lot of great companies here in town, Here's why I pride myself and why my company is the best. Right. Same thing with drag queens. As soon as you say, hey, who's that? What's going on? Oh, yeah, well, she's, like, terrible. She's shady. Her costumes are terrible. She doesn't even do her own makeup. Like, 
if someone's first response is that, you need to turn on your heels and run in the other run, direction. Yeah. Because that is small town mentality. People who feel the need and are comfortable enough to just tear someone down in one second, knowing that three seconds later that could be your friend. And you've right. heard that information. And now you can pass choose to pass it on if you want to or not. Mm-hmm. But it's very indicative of people's character. Yeah. And it happens all the time. And I've said before in conversations in public mm-hmm. someone brings up other dance studios cut it anything, off man yeah i immediately say i am happy for any place that is going to give provide children with the opportunity do i agree with their teaching style do i agree do i think they have the experience are they really qualified to run a dance studio i don't know yeah and i won't even say that part because i'm not going to go negative on it but the bottom line is i will say find something positive i'm just happy they're providing a safe opportunity for children after school. Right. And I'm not going to get down in the mud with you. Because no matter what, they're going to look for that crack later when you're up on that pedestal. Right. They're going to run and say, well, I was in a conversation one time and we started discussing dance studios and he said this about another dance studio. Right. There you go. You've just, like, broken down everything you've worked for by, like, getting in the mud for one minute. If you yeah. get, I mean, people are going to look for things like that so they can tear you down. And I certainly look for it. I'm not tearing people down, but I look for it as a judgment of character, like I said. Yeah. If the first thing you say to me is something negative about somebody else, then you're probably not the type of person I want to be around or work right. with. Right. You know what really changed, what really, because, you know, I feel like, you know, you grow up, you know, some of this is like age. We, you know, we've all been, or we've been in arts. So right. we've been, we've seen all the cattiness. We've, I can admit that I have been catty and we crazy at times, we you know? And I think what really changed it for me when I moved to LA and I got to work with some people that I was like, these people are my idols. And I got this job stage managing um, an entire show on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I was like, this is freaking right. awesome, right? Yes. And so I got the chance to like sit with people and chat with people that I really admired. And one of the things that I realized was that they were just like me, even though they were like so famous, been on So You Think You Can oh, Dance, yeah. I'm, and they, they're asking me for advice, I'm asking them for advice, we're having a mutual exchange, and the fact that these were people that I looked up to who had been on TV that were so humble, right. didn't have anything to hide, didn't have any reason to tear me down, were just there to be there and do what they loved. I was like, you don't have to do all that to right. be successful, right. and I just, like once I realized that, like, you know, the people I bring in from LA that come here who are just, you know, I just look up to so much. I have realized they're real people, mm-hmm. but they don't have any of that drama and right. they don't live in a small town. A lot of them come from small towns and then move to LA and then realize it's not worth it right. to, you know, to have that mentality, to be catty, to be jealous. And they're, they're exactly where they want to be and they're super successful and I look up to them and they just... You know they're human. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. And, and and that's the thing about it too. Is again, number one, that's part of being mature. Number two, it's part of placing yourself on a level above everything mm-hmm. else. You have to live above the fray, right? Um, and number three, that is being too successful and too focused on your craft to be bothered with that stuff right. that's going on down there. And my example of that is um, four years ago, I choreographed the halftime show for the Orange Bowl. Nice. I co-choreographed it with Chris Judd. Shut so up! I wasn't, I was a very small part of it. He was the primary choreographer. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not tooting my own horn or taking credit. He was the primary choreographer. Uh, choreographer. I was the secondary one. Mm-hmm. But again, an example of someone who's humble. I mean, we're in Miami in the heat, 90 degrees, standing up on top of a tower with like 500 dancers right. and a marching band. And he is the kind of person to lean over and be like, what do you think? Should we change this? Like, he's asking my opinion at right. the time. I'm like, 
a 31 year old young person and but very just casual like what do you think we're right. collaborating on this like just just a human being and that's the, it's been that way with a lot of people like you said that I've crossed path with, crossed paths with celebrities who have gone on and they have done amazing things mm-hmm. is that they live just like normal people they're not right. above asking because they're not above collaborating right they're not in, yeah. too intimidated or threatened to be like no I've got this I was married to Jennifer Lopez let me choreograph right just stand there little boy mm-hmm. like it, they're just they just live above it and you notice that they don't get involved in the caddy stuff it's because when you're up on that level your mind is focused on the next thing the next project where mm-hmm. am I going to go next I'm on the next level I've got the next thing coming up I don't have time to talk about that right like, I don't have time to think about that so how I'm, do we get, on. how do we get people, and this is kind of like, I feel like this is where your talk was going yesterday with the kids and we'll see what happens, but like, how do we get people to shift to that mentality if they're not going to go anywhere? Cause yeah. a lot of these people are just, they're not going to go anywhere, but like, you know, me and you as a responsible leader, like we have to try. Sure. sure. So how do you get yeah. there? To I'm going to give a two part answer to this just to be clear. Cause I don't want. Again, we're, we're spreading some tea and spreading some shade, but mm-hmm. if people want to shade back, by all means, you can email me. If we if you want to continue the conversation, I'm happy to, to have a discussion with anyone about it, um, but don't don't come at me shady like that because what I'm saying is valid, and I, and I back it up completely 100%, and I'll say it to anyone's face in right. this town um, and any other town. It's not about just Eugene. Right. Um, here's what I think you have to do. My advice, and this is just what works for me, it's retraining your brain. Mm-hmm. Number one, think about yourself first. Focus, get in your craft, start doing the work, start thinking outside the box. Make your number one priority providing the best opportunity you can for your students, the best choreography you can for your dance company to perform, the best show, hair, and makeup you can put on as a drag queen in town. Get focused on yourself, number one. Number two, in all your interactions with other human beings around you, you need to stop and think before you react. Mm -hmm. And that will help you in relationships and friendships. Always. But your first response is usually the natural response. Don't be a reactor. Yeah. And and for human beings, unfortunately, we're trained to be jealous, to be insecure, to think negatively. So you just have to stop. Mm -hmm. Anytime you think anything, don't say a word. First, just stop for a second and think, why am I feeling this some sort of way about what, what has just been said to me? How, am I taking this the wrong way, what someone just said to me? Am I being sensitive about this? Mm-hmm. Am I hearing what I thought I just heard? Um, am I going negative right now? And am I going to tear down someone else at this point? Or am I going to react in a way that is positive and out of love and out of being happy for other people? Mm-hmm. You have to retrain your brain when it comes, especially focus on your colleagues, people in your field. Start learning how to look at what they're doing, and instead of looking at them with your head down and your eyes judging, you have to look at them with open eyes and an open heart and try to try to see if there really is a heart behind what they're doing. Right. And acknowledge that. Now, there are some real assholes out there, and there are just some mean people, and once you see those people, disregard them. They're not even part of this conversation. Right. They're in every field. But for us, you have to retrain your brain. And then number two, something that we should say that's very important is that we're not perfect. I mean, we're sitting nope. here having this discussion, and I don't want people to think that I'm talking down. No. Or that I'm, because I'm a human being. We all have to I learn. I've mistakes. I've yeah. blasted people in the past on social media. Mm-hmm. I have been insecure and mm-hmm. tried to tear people down, although for a long time, over probably two decades, I've tried really hard not to be that person. Now, 
there are valid judgments. Yeah, yeah. We're professional. Because, and we're, we're artists, and we and train, we're and we're educated. But here's the real tea, and mm-hmm. this goes for a lot of things in society now. Know your inner circle, mm-hmm. know your family, and know when it's appropriate to express your opinion about things. And if mm-hmm. you have an opinion that's not positive, you better damn sure trust whoever you're saying it. Um, you, I run a very tight, small-knit group. Mm -hmm. And they get to hear my true feelings about some things sometimes. Right. But I don't believe in just unnecessarily tearing people down. Now, I do have an opinion about people who are legitimately don't have talent or people who are legitimately bad people. Um, But it's like everything else in this world, there are repercussions to everything, and people are listening, and people are, again, watching to knock you down from where you're trying to hold yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's an epidemic in society now, too. If you want to be racist, if you want to be a bigot, if you want to say nasty things about people, then just make sure you're at home whenever you say it. Because once you leave your home, everything is fair game. You want to post it on social media, you want to talk about it. Then be prepared. Then be prepared for the repercussions. So there are opinions that I have that are probably not favorable, and I try to check myself, but are valid opinions from my professional standpoint. Right. But I only say those in closed circles or in my home. Right. So I'm not trying to claim that I'm sitting here perfect and I don't have human feelings and human thoughts about things. Right. But I know how to check myself. There's also just a way to be constructive. Right. You don't have... I mean, it's. I, I think that, you know, art is, art is cool because it reflects life. Life is not perfect. You're never going to be perfect in life. You're never going to be perfect when you make something, when you create something, when you perform. It just doesn't happen. But that's part of the, part of the beauty of of art. It's yeah. just like reaching for yeah. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And I think <clears throat> there's imperfections in all kinds of things. And I think I think that people that are at our level of training, that are constantly working, that watch art all the time, we have educated opinions. Are they right? Are they wrong? It, who's to say? Exactly. But you know, it, part of being an artist is analyzing. Yeah. That does not mean. And, and some of the opinions are like on the negative side. Some of them yeah. are positive. Some of them are, you know, you don't know where to place them. Having those kinds of opinions is healthy. It's how we all grow. Doesn't mean you need to go out and be an asshole. Right. You know what I mean? And right. some people haven't figured that out yet. Right. Yeah, exactly. Inclu- myself Ex- included. Exactly. You know? And just just one example is I don't, I don't have a dance company. Mm-hmm. I think they're wonderful. There are a lot of great ones in town. Um, when I look at stuff, do I see things like, I think the choreography could be more diverse. Mm-hmm. I think that things could be run differently. Mm-hmm. I think that the choreographer slash director could treat their dancers in a different manner or run things from a different perspective. Right. Um, I have all these opinions about how I would do it if I was doing it, but right. I'm not doing it. Right. So in general, I think these things to myself and I have fair opinions and a lot of them are valid assessments and some of them are just me judging because that's my opinion and my take of what I'm seeing before me. But at the bottom, at the end of the day, I remind myself, this person's creating art, this person's running a successful company, this person is entertaining the public, which is the bottom line, what we're here to do. Exactly. And so I need to be happy for them. Mm -hmm. They're not doing it the way I would do it because it's not my dance company. Right. So check yourself. Like, just... Yeah. People can be doing it wrong, 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 but they're doing it. Yeah, and it takes a lot to just do it. It takes a lot to do it. It does. So don't stand there and spin your wheels focusing on how much you hate the way they're doing it. If you want it to be done your way, then go, then go and do, do it. it your way. And I just want to say, because you just said, you know, we're all out here doing the same thing. Like, let me just tie this into like where we're at in the world right now. The world is fucked. Like <laughs> right now it's so fucked. And like, I feel like we're going back to like a Renaissance period. Mm-hmm. Like we need art more than ever. It is a really great way to reach people who are not, 
I have not, I don't have a better way to say this, but who are not woke. Like yeah. it's a really yeah. good way to reach people yeah. who you can't reach otherwise. Because people accidentally have an open heart and an open mind when, when they see art, dance. So that's when you can sneak in right. there and change their exactly. Mind and so we are all on a larger mission than just putting on a show, yeah. than just showing up and dragging ass into class, yeah. than just making a song, than just putting on your makeup. Like we're in a larger yes. mission right now, yes. and like we need to not be arguing within each other because. Exactly. And I always say this: like if you're going to be on stage in any capacity. You have a social responsibility to address things that are happening that are not right in our society or to like make the people around you better so that we can start pushing things. I mean, artists have that power. Right. And if we're all bickering and beefing and judging in our own community, yeah, yeah. we're really wasting an opportunity that we have to be revolutionary because right now, like, that's why dance and stuff is so popular right I now. People that. need yeah. it. People yeah. need to let go of all this other shit that's going on. Yeah. I'm not saying they need to ignore it, but a lot of people don't live, a lot of people don't discuss. Learn how to address it in a constructive right. and mature manner. Yeah. And, and you're totally right about everything with society. I mean, people are cutting arts funding. Exactly. Children are, the school schedules are messed up. They're not available to have after school activities. Mm -hmm. um, people are discriminating against we've gone back completely backwards to a time where it's okay to say whatever you want to anyone right. because the color of their skin is different. We've gone back to being able to discriminate against people from the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. These are all people who are pivotal in the arts. Oh, These are all people yeah. who are expressive. If we have the whole world around us against us, how can we possibly protect ourselves and protect